Hi, and welcome to Explore. I'm Cam Taylor, and I'm from the Student Comms team. Hi, I'm Rebecca, also from the Student Comms team. And on today's episode of Explore, we chat to some of the students and staff involved in arguably the university's most exciting project week, Challenges Online. First up, we are joined by Lindsay Warner, who works in CareerZone as a programme assistant for Challenges Online. She spoke to us about the programme this year. So Challenges Online is a project week uh, where students work in interdisciplinary groups with other students to design innovative solutions to real-world sustainability problems. So each year we have a different set of challenges, which are essentially themes that act as a framework for students to explore throughout the week. I think this year we had 300 to 400 students, roughly, which is really, really positive to see. So it takes place on Microsoft Teams and students have their own channels in which they work and kind of collaborate across the week. And we invite top academics and speakers to share their views and help you and guide you along the way to apply your skills and knowledge to the issues that you're most passionate about. So this designed to um, improve students' employability skills, so things like teamwork, presentation skills, project planning. And it's, yeah, it's one of those things that will definitely make you stand out to future employers. So it's a really fun week, fun and engaging. Some really interesting groups of topics as well, because what we've got climate, future food, social inequality. How do those topic groups come about? Uh, So they're actually based on the UN uh, Sustainability Development Goals. So there's 17 sustainability development goals. So, for example, with the climate and environment emergency challenge, the goal number seven of the, the UN has decided is affordable and clean energy. Number 11 is sustainable cities and communities. Um, 13 is climate action, obviously very relevant to a lot of them. So we aimed to base them around that as much as possible, because obviously these are really relevant and um, pressing global issues that students obviously have an interest in as well and it's really good for us I think to be able to platform solutions that they come up with because they do come up with some really interesting things. Indeed some of the most interesting solutions came from the student groups who focused on issues around safety on the streets and fighting fake news. I spoke with Chloe and Daisy who were the winning participants in their group categories. Hi, I'm Daisy. I'm a second year Spanish student and I did a project called Safe Sex, which was part of the Safety on the Streets Grand Challenges group, where essentially we made a hub for all of the university's consent education resources, tailored the reporting process and we made a website and an app because we know there's such a lack of safety on the streets for people nowadays that um, we felt that education was really at the core of this and the centre of this and that was the long-lasting solution that we came up with. And hi, I'm Chloe. I'm a second year law student. My team name was Mass Media Misinformation, where we analysed the impact of headlines on fake news and the way in which sensationalised and exaggerated headlines impact people's believability of fake news and whether that impacts people's fact checking. And it was just a really interesting way of looking at a different side of fake news. Instead of looking at COVID vaccine or elections, we looked at it in popular culture and used Meghan Markle as a case study. Excellent. Sounds like really interesting projects and it must have been a real kind of fascinating experience for you guys taking part. Kind of a question for both of you. What was kind of your motivations for taking part in 
challenges online? As a law student, I chose to take the research side of things because very much doing law it's about sort of social it's about laws and I don't really get much of an opportunity to actually do research and data analysis so taking part in grand challenges and the fake news was just something really different to me and I completely understand how it's so tempting to just watch Netflix in bed every day and think oh I just can't be bothered but yeah I'm so glad I took part just because it gave me a completely different glimpse of academia and what you can do like we had a survey of 800 people which is amazing to me because I've never seen something like that before so that was mainly the reason I chose to do it just something different yeah I completely agree I mean I I will admit I um denied as to whether I was going to do it purely because I was like oh I quite like to just you know be going out with friends and stuff but I guess sort of being in lockdown as well I thought well I like you don't often get chances like this it's such a unique thing here at the uni and I'm still sort of deciding what I might want to consider doing post uni um but I'm really interested in social inequality so I thought that it would be a really good sort of avenue into learning a bit more about it and then with safety on the streets in particular it's a topic that's quite close to my heart and you can see the impact that it has on uni students at Exeter. Excellent and it sounds like both of you really touched on perhaps the value you have taken part getting a getting a fresh perspective on kind of the academic side of things but also learning things which might inform your decisions later on post-uni. So what, what were those things that you kind of learnt from the project? Well, I think to start, but you have to be quite realistic because I think when we had our first sort of discussions, we were like, oh, and we can do this and that and, you know, everything under the sun. And then you sort of had to realise we do only have four days to do this. So it was about thinking about how you can be the most effective and create the biggest effect that you can, but within sort of a tight deadline. But I think more than that, it was that you're actually seeing the relevance of your learning and the skills that you've sort of acquired at university. So, for example, net like things that you don't necessarily consider, but networking skills. You know, I talked to a bunch of different organisations to see if they could help us with the reach of a survey that we did. And then things like presentation skills. And I mean, we were lucky enough to actually get a session with a presentation coach as well which I think is very unique. I think to echo Daisy definitely being realistic during the challenges was something that I went on on the Monday and I was like this is great we can do so much stuff and then we got to the Thursday and we're like oh my god we need to make a presentation we need to record it so it was definitely dividing the task so like I did the presentation someone who had experience with making surveys did that so we split it and it meant that as the group of four we could get everything done and also go through and make sure we were happy with the result because I think it's quite easy to rush it and think right I want to get this in on time but we actually read our presentation like six times because we just wanted to make sure it was perfect and I guess it paid off in the end and I think that was something that I really learned about how teamwork was so important because if we hadn't have gelled together and thought actually what are our strengths I don't think we could have done as good a job because we really bounced off each other and I think virtually as well it presents different challenges because you're talking and half the time we didn't even have our cameras on and you just seen this icon so it wasn't until Thursday that I saw who I was working with and that was definitely a completely different thing when you're like compared to when you're in person with someone and you can really gel a lot more and I think we're all really good friends now afterwards so that was just a really good bonus 
And I think one of the other things that I've learned from it is going into my dissertation in third year, I'd really like to do something research related. I'd love to be able to get some more data in, maybe not related to fake news, because I'm not sure about the legal aspect of things, but I just, some of the skills I've learned, I really want to be able to do that again and carry on. And um, just touching on your project, Daisy, you, you have aspirations to continue kind of the work you're doing on the challenges in the future. Yeah, what does that look like? Because you've got an app, is it? And kind of like a, a website? Yeah, so during the week, we created sort of a, a prototype for an app and a website for the university. So the website, it has all of the various different resources that we found from the uni to do with sexual health, well-being, consent. I mean, we they, the uni have so many resources on this. There's things like the Consent Collective, um, the Intervention Initiative, and... You know, as students, we actually didn't even realise there were necessarily all of these things because it's really hard to navigate and find on the current sort of system. So we thought, well, this is something that we can make a a quick, like sort of easy thing here where people can just go on, find the resources really quickly and educate themselves because people just sort of haven't been taught properly about it. That was one of the things that commonly came up was when you learn about sex at school it's very but like it's very biology based there's not anything about the nuances of consent you know you might get taught a bit about you know how to how to protect yourself if you are having sex but we didn't really think it was adequate and it didn't it wasn't an inclusive education and we also decided to create a prototype app which has all of those same resources but it also has a um, potential reporting feature, like an easy reporting feature, but also um, safety features. So a safety tracker that would alert your selected contact when you reached your destination and also um, like an emergency button. So if you were in immediate danger, you could call either the emergency services. Obviously, it's a prototype and we'd need to look into the you know legal aspect of something like that. Um, or calling the student safety scheme, so like a state patrol. I think for the future, we would be looking into running consent education programmes, um, not necessarily just within our university, but actually nationwide. So we just sort of, we're wanting to open up conversations with as many people as we can to do with it. Um, and we're in conversation with people from the Guild and, you know, with, as I said earlier, um, the education lab. So hopefully that means that we can start to implement our work as well here and outside of the university too. Definitely, it sounds excellent and certainly admirable as well. And I think it's definitely one of those things I think we could all support and get behind because it sounds like it's you're really onto something. Chloe's project, on the other hand, is... Fake news. And um, you said you, you, Chloe, you said you did some research kind of on that. Um, what, what did you, what, what interesting things did you find from your research? 
Yeah, so my topic is completely different from Daisy's and I was thinking about just how different the Grand Challenges is and how many different opportunities there are. So the research we conducted was we created a survey and we put two sensationalised headlines and sensationalised is when headlines are exaggerated. You know, they put rhetorical question marks or a source says and they never actually mention the source. So we put two headlines with sensationalised and two headlines with neutral and we put um, true news and fake news with both of them to examine which were more believable and which headlines sort of influenced people's opinion. And we used real news stories about Meghan Markle to create this. So we did about Donald Trump and how Donald Trump dislikes Meghan. And we put a true one which quoted him exactly. And we put one which exaggerated the entire thing and changed it to about her bodyguards. And that's why he dislikes her, but he never mentions this. So again, it's these subtle things about fake news that you don't quite notice. And that's why we wants to go down that route rather than the things that are obviously fake news. Because it's those smaller details that you don't realize um, are actually untrue. And it's a spread of misinformation. So we created that survey with the two different types of headlines and the two different news stories. And it was really interesting because we found that people could tell the difference between the two, between sensationalised and neutral, but they wouldn't fact check it. So they doubted its believability and they doubted its credibility of sources, but they actually said that they wouldn't fact check it and they would just, they wouldn't go any further, which shows that there is still a stigma that you'll read something and think, mm, I'm not sure if I believe that, but you won't go any further. And that's what really needs to change. And that's what we drew out of it because it's all very well seeing something and doubting it, but you need to get it one step further. Maybe just do a quick Google and see if there's 10 other articles out there that say the opposite. And then before you send that article on, you can say, actually, no, this isn't right. And you could report it or try and um, get some more resources out there. But thank you for your time, um, Clary and Daisy, and congratulations on your projects um, they were both excellent and hopefully we'll see see more of the same in the future thank you very much thank you for having us i caught up with chloe lily and ashik whose winning projects were focused on the climate emergency and sustainability today i'm really pleased to be joined by lily and chloe from some of the winning projects from challenges online and we'll also be joined later by ashik from another of the winning projects thank you for coming along today could you each introduce yourselves and your project Hi, so I'm Chloe and I'm a representative of the group Sea Greens from the Future Food section of Challenge Online. Um, sea Greens is a web page with a product that we set up to promote the use of seaweed in our diets, preferably as a substitute for fish. Hi, I'm Lily and I am speaking on behalf of the BioDiet Cookbook group from the Tackling the Biodiversity Crisis Inquiry group. So we created a cookbook and then a blog that um, addressed like targeted issues regarding the biodiversity crisis and proposed recipes that are biodiversity friendly. And we also wrote mini essays on those issues to educate the readers. Thank you. They both sound really interesting. Um, so kind of what motivated you to take part in Grand Challenges in the first place? Um, why did you choose your specific projects to be involved in? I've always been really passionate about the environment. Personally, I am pursuing human rights studies. So I thought it was really interested to see the other side of it because I know there was like a social inequality group, but I was really interested in going on the environmental side because if we don't have a planet that we take care of, there's no real human rights to take care of subsequently. So 
I was really interested in just knowing more and finding creative solutions was really interesting to me. Yeah, I agree with Lily there. Like the future foods issue just sounded really interesting. And then, yeah, it was just a case of going from there. Like I just found that I just chose something that I was really generally interested interested in and you just have fun with it and do what you want to do. And it was great to meet so many other people and all be passionate about the same thing. Yeah, that's so great to hear. Um, and I understand that you had talks from experts throughout your kind of challenges online week. Did you have a favourite talk from an expert or kind of how did they help you when you were coming up with these creative solutions to your projects? So one of the talks we had was from the head of like the catering at Exeter University. And um, I found that really interesting listening to his talks and about how he was going about like reducing plastic waste and just being best for the environment. I found his talk really interesting and it did make you think a lot about like substitutes that can be used. And he was talking about like the restaurants that are on campus. And yeah, it was really interesting to hear. So I know that the G7 was happening at a similar time and they probably were tackling similar issues. They're so significant in our time. Um, did that affect your thinking at all? Did it make you even more aware of what you were trying to address? It did in a very broad sense. And by that, I mean that we talked a lot about empowering youth and holding people accountable and things like that. So very, you know, very broad things. And that was, I think it was really good to keep that in mind the whole time because we we were finding all these solutions and we were trying to tackle certain um, matters and engaging with that knowing that we are actually, I mean, this is a very, this is a classic saying that, you know, we're the future and the next generation, but it's the truth. And so knowing that um, at the G7, they would be talking about those kind of things because, you know, we wanted it to be a bit more empowered and heard because this is ultimately going to affect us. So I thought that was definitely something that I really love to keep in mind in creating our projects. Yeah, I feel as though it gave us more passion for our topic, just because you kind of realise that what you're working on could actually be something that changes. Yeah, just the idea of like the G7 going on did motivate us more. Yeah, it sounds like a really good atmosphere in which to be working in. It's great that we're now joined by Ashik from another of the winning teams from Challenges Online. Would you mind just introducing yourself and the project you're involved in? Oh, hi there. Thanks for this invitation. Uh, I'm Ashik Maikonda, studying business economics at the University of Exeter. And our group was involved in the climate emergency challenge. And we were working with future technology. And our group was quite innovative to create an app where we would give reward points for encouraging people to be sustainable and environmentally friendly. That sounds great. Thank you. Um, And I understand that all of your projects have kind of a community element, whether that's somewhere like a community forum on a website or a blog. Could you each explain why that community element was important to you? So we tried to make it like a forum on the website and see if we can get people to like collaboratively input their own like recipes and ideas around seaweed. And we feel as though that... um, community feel was necessary because then it's almost like a trend that people need to see that other people are participating to then jump on board and try seaweed as well. Yeah so it was really important to us to have this community feel because um, we were trying to show how someone can make a difference from their kitchen 
and that only works you know if we all do that we follow that kind of movement um i think we also wanted to make it as accessible as possible that's why we created the blog afterwards because you know we thought of the cookbook primarily so we were just trying to find these um solutions that seemed like as really appealing to people i agree with chloe and lily and my take on this would be our old project revolved around the community and the people and our app basically uh, was trying to involve people as many as possible from university or from the public and encourage them to use public transport probably cycle walk save some energy save some petrol or diesel and probably even buy sustainable goods have some environmental impacts and uh, be creating a better environment for everyone thank you it certainly sounds like the more accessible you can make your solution the more people might get involved and get behind it so i understand that the week finished with presentations from each group and the opportunity to watch others presentations can you describe how you found this experience and what you learned from the other groups i absolutely adored it i really loved it because you know at the beginning of the week you know we all meet together and we kind of go off and do our own thing and we have the facilitator popping in a few times a day which i also really enjoyed because it's just really helpful to have that kind of insight but on the final day when we were all put back together it was really interesting to see what we'd all been up to because you know we're so focused doing our own thing seeing what their thought process and everything was really interesting and also the Q&A session sessions afterwards were really interesting because we got to really know what they were doing not just like the final product but what they were doing throughout the week so i really enjoyed that and hearing their creative solutions to we had the same problem and seeing what they opted for um was really interesting to me yeah i really agree with lily there like on that friday when you see how everybody else is sort of working around the same solution that you're trying to do and everybody else's own individual takes on it. I thought it was like really refreshing to see, because obviously you have been so narrow-minded on your own focus, that it is really refreshing to see how everybody else has tried to combat this issue as well. And it's really nice to see that there are so many different ideas out there. It was quite uh, an exciting week where our group members were totally involved and everyone were uh, busy with different tasks and they were busy with internships including myself and we all agreed on a set time and we all put in effort to make it a success and it was quite exciting on friday where we did the presentations and we were uh, quite lucky to be the winners and we were really glad that our idea was accepted among all the judges Yeah, it definitely shows the importance of collaboration and how that can really help, especially with you guys all winning your projects. So, Lily mentioned that you really enjoyed working with the facilitators who are postgrads. Could you guys talk a bit more about that? How you found working with them and what they brought to the project? Yeah, thank you. About that. So, the facilitators were really supportive. Uh on the first day, I actually jumped from a different group to climate and emergency and i wanted to do technology and it was like a sudden decision because i was more interested in technology and they were really kind enough to put me in the group and all the group members were really friendly and i think we made good friends and i think we'll be meeting uh in uni when everything settles down in september so it was a really exciting experience Yeah, I thought the facilitators were so good because they just want to see you succeed and they help like 
bounce ideas off with you like with our facilitator um he really helped us like using zoom for the presentation because none of us were 100% on how to actually do the presentation on zoom and he let us run through it with him and gave us ideas and yeah the facilitators are really good because they do just want to see you succeed in your project thank you it's great to it's great to hear about all your projects and how much you enjoyed it thanks guys and we also caught up with jack and asthma two of the postgrad facilitators who supported student groups during their projects and we asked them why they got involved my name is jack slater i'm a phd student here at the university of exeter in the department of theology and religious studies and uh, my work focuses on the interaction between humans and non-humans of various kinds. And I got involved with challenges online because in my sort of academic career, I've done lots of really, really collaborative, interesting work. And that's been some of the real highlights of the too many years that I've been involved in academia. And I really wanted to be able to sort of allow other students to experience that. There really is something quite unique about working with others even if it's only for a week and you're really focused work with others you learn so much from others I mean I have I will always say I've learned more from my peers than I've ever learned from an academic although don't tell them that um, and to give other students the opportunity to do that is it's a really great opportunity. My name is Esma and I'm a doctoral researcher at the Department of English. Um, I have worked as a postgraduate facilitator on the challenge uh, on the challenges online week. Um, I worked on the social inequality challenge and specifically the safety on the street groups. Um, I found it a very um, rewarding experience, a very intense week, but at the same time very rewarding. Um, uh, and as Jacques said, I did learn a great deal from the students. That's great. Both of you, you know, Jack and Asma, you mentioned you kind of learned a lot from students. Was there a particular highlight for you or something that you kind of take away from facilitating the challenges? That is an excellent question. I think there were obviously sort of substantive content, you could say, that I learned. So the, one of the groups that I was facilitating, uh, they were researching seaweed and the use of seaweed uh, as a food source. And that was really, really interesting. I knew nothing about that. So I, I learned something sort of content wise there. But I think I was also rem reminded, at least, of the real value that comes in collaborative work and allowing other people to sort of play to their skills because we had groups, our project groups were maybe five to six students and in that you'll have a range of skills. Some will be more, more, uh, more technologically able, some will be really, really competent when it comes to research, others might have a flair for design and seeing the, the groups sort of naturally break into some really small sort of twos and threes and focusing on particular areas, it really did hammer home to me how you know, the, the sum is greater than all its parts when you get students working together. Um, for me, I think I really enjoyed the level of motivation that the students had. They were so motivated from the very beginning and as facilitators, we had our own contribution to the work and to challenges online. But at the same time, you learn from the students from how passionate they are. And for me, as I, I worked on the social inequality challenge, I saw how, uh, how personally 
interested uh, the students were in finding solutions to things like how women can be safe on our streets and their projects in my group um, in particular ranged from national um, national campaigns for women's safety on the street to uh, Exeter and university specific work. They worked on making social media campaigns, uh, designing websites, which was so motivating to me. And um, I think it, it, it helped them learn from one another and find common ground among themselves to hopefully achieve positive change. Um, I wonder if he could explain how winners are chosen from so many inspiring projects. So we we had a we we gave uh, students a, a vote, um, and we, there were about twelve to fifteen projects in our challenge in the Future Food Challenge, um, and that produced maybe a top three or four who were very close. And then we, as the facilitators and academics, we decided between those. And they were, they were so close, it was, it was a real difficult thing. We spent about an hour going back and forth and uh, arguing over which ones were best and which ones maybe were, were better in some ways, but maybe they had limitations in others. Um, but fundamentally, it was the sort of student vote which gave us that, that sort of shortlist that we then decided from. Um, for this social inequality challenge, it was a shortlisting process as well. There was a deliberation session where all facilitators and academic leads were present. Um, we tried to go through all the challenges, the outputs of the groups. One of the criteria or, um, or aspects that helped decide uh, was the outputs, how practical they are, how relevant they are, and it was like Jacques said, like it was a very competitive process and it was so difficult for the judges to actually decide for um, who's the winner. But at the same time, I think there is always a group that just exceeds themselves with their outputs and the relevance of their work. So we just made a short list. Then we decided on the winner group based on voting from all um, the facilitators and academic leads on the challenge. Um, just a really quick final question for you all. Do you have a favourite moment from the week or anything that surprised you? So one of our groups was looking at uh, using food waste innovatively and apparently you can use banana skins to make a form of vegan bacon and that blew my mind. I have since tried it, it's astonishing. I recommend to everyone vegan bacon, absolutely game changer, absolute game changer. Uh, for me, it was the uh, the final day, seeing all the work um, come together in a very beautiful way. Um, I think I really enjoyed the grand finale on uh, Friday afternoon, seeing the winner of our groups. At the same time, I think the real achievement was the Friday morning, seeing all the groups um, across the challenge, seeing all the contributions and outputs. Uh, it, it, I think that was so rewarding. It just showed how much talent, how much skill the students have. And at the same time, it was a proud moment as a facilitator um, to know that we have contributed even just a little bit to all um, of that excellent work. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more about Challenges Online or the winning projects, 
you can check out the Challenges Online webpage in our episode description.